Hello there, D&D aficionados and good peoples of the role-playing pantheon. Welcome to... Part 2 A Crimson Nid podcast that will journey with four wayward adventurers into the heart of the Southlands, a land of mystery and adventure, where riches and dangers await those brave enough to cross the wild expanses. My name is Stacy, and my player and game master handle is Dagobah. The campaign setting is Southlands from Cobalt Press. We are using the D&D 5e rule set, and we game using Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop. So, no more to be said. Let's just sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. I got off at the wrong foot. Let's, let's uh, have a truce. This challenge was not to go this way. You weren't supposed to hurt me. Why aren't you evil creatures? Well, see, we don't understand that, so... <laughs> no, because Volan can't translate that in time as he's moving in. So I mean, she honestly, says a bunch of stuff the first time she arrived, she summoned things to attack yes. us. So that's why yeah. I'm focusing on her now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, so she will. So she whispers that quickly. And then she will, seeing you approach, she does, tries to do entangle on you, Thorn. So grasping weeds and vines sprout in a 20 foot square centered on you. Okay, so you'll have to, on your turn, succeed on a strength saving throw or you'll be restrained. Okay. I can easily do that. Not. <laughs> All right, and this creature, as it's got you, clicker. Oh, this this could just be really harsh for you. So you are inside there, and you need to make a Constitution saving throw. You need to beat a DC fourteen. So it continues to hold you within its its the shrubbery, maintaining its hold on you, maintaining its grapple. All right, Clicker, what are you gonna do? She's motivated by um, Thorn's speech. D6 rolled a six for the bardic inspiration. Nice. Tries to break free. Yep, that is that is not good. Uh, fifteen. It's just enough. Oh yeah, you didn't actually. Act. Okay, yes, you do manage to break free, and you. Where do you Thanks step? Thanks for that, Thorn. <laughs> That's all good. That's what it's there for. Whereabouts do you step? Um, I have to take a five-foot step. Is that how it works? Actually, no. You could stay there. You could stay there. You're free. Yep. You don't need to step anywhere. All right, and that was still. That was my action, right? So I... Yes, that was your action, correct. Okay, I would still like to move with a disengage, right? I can disengage with my cunning action, so I mm -hmm. can move freely without being attacked by the, by the plant creature. I would like to move around the other side. And if you allow me... Okay, I gotta do that next, next, next turn. It's 
festively. You can always spend two hero points to take an extra action. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. <clears throat> That's my turn. Okay, Thorn. So strength saving throw, is it at the start of my turn? Start of your turn, correct. Ooh, that's probably a fail, right? It was... What's her spell save DC? Dang it. It'd be higher than a 10. I thought it would automatically say... Oh, I've got to expand that to see it. My bad. A 14 is what you yeah. need. All right, so I'll just take a pot shot at her with disadvantage. Okay. okay. Woohoo, it still hits. And still you manage to hit her. Oh, shit. And your arrow flies as the anger builds up within you. It's a headshot. They just straight through the eye. Um, and you can see the uh, tip of the uh, arrow popping out at the other side there, Clicker. And I'm assuming the tangling vise disappear. And she falls over, collapsing at your feet. The sh shrubbery in front of you shakes as you do that, but it does not dissipate. It's, it remains standing there vibrating and, and a few leaves sh shake off but is it angry what will it do we'll find out i'm assuming the um the zone around me fades away though yes that does fade away correct it does mm -hmm. okay so i'm going to step back um or before i step back i spit to the ground um at her death and and then i no! step back why kill Clicker just lo looks, lo looks down at the thing. She was trying to kill us. I've had enough of this crap. Um, and yeah, I step back. The creature looks around and is knowing where the, the arrow had come from. It starts moving as fast as it can towards, towards you. It's its turn. Bolin moves in, or actually, what is his? He's within distance, so he tries to blast its brain. Ooh, it fails. And it is not damaged yet, so it does not slow down. Clicker. There's a corpse in front of you. Push to talk? Nope, thinking. Mm. You might want to move or remove the blind and restrained conditions off him. Oh, oh, yes. Sorry. Good point. Clegger is still looking down in, in shock at the dryad that she was apparently about to the hostage placing herself behind her three arrows litter its corpse mm. but now instead just starts to dash up to to this creature and 
does the same old, same old, and stabs it, trying to find a weak point in whatever that is, that writhing mass. Something that could turn out to be useful. Okay, go for it. I thought Fantasy Grounds was crashing there. Ooh, and you slash at it with your fish rapier. You do a good bit of damage to it, cutting off and carving off branches, Thorn. Okay, seeing seeing the creature uh, is engaged with uh, Clicker, I um, take another pot shot at it this time. Okay. You smash it again with your arrow letting fly. Wood on wood action there. Wood on wood action. <laughs> and then I step back, um, trying to get as much distance away from this as, as I can. Okay. Volan once more. Still within distance. I'll get it. I'll get it. Here, watch this one. And he fires his magic once more. And again, strikes home. This time he does more damage. Boha, look at that. It, I bloodied it. Look at that. A whole limb fell off. How does that thing have a mind? <laughs> the creature enraged and seeing red continues to dash towards the the running thorn you may take an opportunity attack clicker nice another seven damage you slice more as it moves 40 feet your turn again thorn okay so um i stand at uh, looking at this creature, it's it's uh, engaged with me in melee, is it? Um, just checking to see if it's got... It does not have reach. So it is not in melee with you. Oh, okay. It didn't want to double move? It did double move. Oh, right. Okay. So double move and it still couldn't... Because it's only about 40 feet away. Mm -hmm. That's all. That was 40 feet right. from square to square. Okay. Um, I uh, sort of... Uh, how, do I, how do I do this? He he sort of starts moving his hand around um, and uh, sort of lightning sort of, um, sort of sparkles in his hand and then he th thrusts his hand forward towards it and a loud explosion uh, echoes from in front of him towards the creature. And he's casting Thunder Wave. Alright. And blast into the, the creature, causing it to shake and shake and shake until the vibrations cause all the leaves to fall. And all you see there is a, a little bits of shrubbery limbs that are left, and it falls to the ground. And I spit it uh, at the... Uh, the plant and go well I've had enough of these stupid plant creatures 
Let's get to this Elm Twinkle and get this done with. We've already lost one. I am not going to lose another. Quicker rushes back to the Dryad. And... I'll be collecting my arrows. You can collect half of them. And checks if there is any any sign of remaining life. There is no life left in her. You just notice the odd belt and the odd looking looks kind of like a, a some sort of a armor of sorts that seems to be across her chest. I would like to take off both items. We can get, right? Uh, definitely. Plicko, you're looking a little bit hurt. Do do we want to um, take it easy for a little bit? Maybe you can uh, recover some of those wounds. I'm fine. You sure? I'll pull through. Yes. Okay. She was the biggest threat here. Oh, I hope so. We dealt with her. I think she was not evil. We could have talked to her. Well, yeah, you say that, but she didn't want to talk to us. She just sent things. This is the second time she appeared and started summoning stuff to attack us. Do you think she was in a talking mood? I was behind her. She said this was not what she expected. We had leverage. Was was she speaking? Was she speaking in Sil Sylvan at the time? Would you understand that? She was speaking in Sylvan. You wouldn't have understood, Clicker. Yep. Okay. Scratch that. She still says the same. We we had leverage. She was behind her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the best leverage we can have is her to be dead. Well, I kind of agree with you there, Volant or Thorn. Also, what 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 was very clear was the way she talked, right? Her her voice that still gives away a little bit of uh, doubt, trouble. So I don't know about that, Clicker. I kind of have to agree with Thorn. She that's twice the the first time. Damn, she nearly killed the two me and and he kind of gets like something caught in his throat uh, Norbert I remember what is it that you collected there she holds up the belt and the harness or whatever it is you tell me well those those kind of look like the uh, these uh, this crystal ball here too and you see that there's four orbs and um while looking at them they, they do pretty clearly look like the different the four phases of the moon but where are the orbs inside the party sheet yeah so if you want to collect them but hold on but wait wait, wait. 
You just said that she only has a belt and a harness. So where, where did the four orbs come from? On the belt were hanging four baubles. Gotcha. That was the question. Now, I look at I look at Volan um, with uh, a little bit of frustration, but I go, Volan, if I had that pearl, I might be able to identify what these things are, but we lost it, didn't we? Hmm. Looks like the one, though, kind of looks a little bit broken. Um, she, she felt, must have, maybe she fell on it. And you can see that of the four baubles, the one that looks like the new moon is cracked. What did Saffron call us? Uh, children of the Harvest Moon. That's right. What is the Harvest Moon? And she points at the cracked orb. Well, I don't know. I mean that. That there's full moon, and there's the gibbous moon, and crescent moon. That's got to be new moon. A harvest moon is usually a full moon that's orange. Yeah, that's not that's not uh, the same as us. She nods, understanding. Very great. That figure and close out. And... Continues to look at the the harness instead. What is it made of? Not a harness. There's just on the belt. There was the armor. The, I mean, oh, the armor. Uh, you notice that the armor is. It looks very much like leather armor, but there's a bunch of protrusions on it. So that would be light armor. I'm looking at the item right now. Yeah. It looks very, very similar to what leather armor would be. But it's it's made out of a kind of a, a bark that looks and feels leathery. It's clearly plant-based. And the thorns on it don't look appealing. <laughs> Can I wear that over the black clothing? The dark weave clothes? It looks like it would... How, how tall are you? About uh, 180 centimeters. 5 feet 10. Yeah, so it would probably fit... Yeah, between you and Thorn, it probably would fit not bad. It wouldn't fit Volan, he'd be too big. Okay, but the question was if I can wear it over the clothing without... Oh, I mean, it's going to make me more obvious. Can I can I wear it under the clothing? What, what does the clothing exactly look like? No, the clothing that you wear, you could definitely put the armor over top of the, the clothing that or you it, have. It has thorns. It doesn't make sense to wear it underneath anyway. Well, there's not thorns on the inside. The thorns are on the outside of it. And... Yeah, yeah. It would not... Yeah, your special advantage from the dark weave would be mitigated. Right. So if you were planning to do some sleuthing, you would need to take the armor off. Mm. But anyway, there's those things there. Volan takes the baubles. Volan has all the baubles? Volan has all the baubles. He's the bauble king? He is the bauble king. Anything oh. left behind? 
Are you taking the armor? Um, quicker? Yep, she's looking at the two of you. It will make me more obvious. Ah, shit. I just put that in Thorn and not in Tavolin. Sorry about that. Well, um, do you have any sort of protection? I just got these travelers clothes is all I got. I was talking to Clicker. <laughs> Jerk. Won't then take you. Clicker looks down at her, her body. Because I already have some sort of protection and I point to the leather armor that I'm already wearing. I'm nimble. And you see this kind of content look on her face, which is the first time since since Norbert's departure, that she does not have a very stern or a frowny face. From what you can tell, anyway. I mean, she's a raven folk. It's going to be hard to read, probably, for for another humanoid. I mean, those clothes you, you wear make it harder for you to see, but... Uh... You do seem to be spotted a, a bit, so uh, if you have the uh, protection, that'll help you a little bit more, I think. The centaurs didn't see me. But she did. And that creature did. I wasn't trying to sneak. Well, just saying. <laughs> and now, now you get the idea that uh, she's being offended by what you're saying. You've been spotted. And, uh, Yep, just crosses her arms, the armor hanging from, from one side of her elbow, elbows, and uh, breaks it up eventually, just puts on the armor, looks down at herself again, straightens it. Take it from the party sheet and drop it onto your inventory. Well, Volan's sitting there and he's got the baubles in his, his large hands and he's like, hey, these are... The crystal ball here is nearly the same size as these. How about that? We should get rid of them. They don't seem like they're in pot. He I'll gives you this out. stern look and he puts them in his backpack. <laughs> sometimes, ever since we got free, sometimes the things you say, if I didn't know you for the last six months, eight months, God, it's been a while. I just got this feeling that uh, these things aren't important. Probably right. Probably just weighing me down when I fall in some water. So you look up and about, and after looking up from the Dryad's corpse at your feet, you can see that um, probably 100 yards past where it was, you see that the path, the forest, it had gotten more and more closer together to the point where there is an extremely dense wall of thorns and vines in front of you and you're able to see that within the center of all of that that denseness is an, a rather ordinary looking wooden door ladies first and i point to clicker maybe check the traps see if it's locked you know You said there is a... A what? A... It, it's right there inside the chat window. A rather ordinary looking wooden door. Yeah. 
Huh. It's interesting. Yeah, she, Clicker just moves up and opens the door. <laughs> Doesn't check for traps, nothing. She just opens I, it. You, you know I can see you doing that. I thought you were supposed to be sneaky. Well, I have to wear the armor now. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be non-sneaky. Oh. Wow. I mean, you put on thorn armor and you're acting all thorny. Too funny. There's a, there's a bit of a clicking noise coming from her. What happens <laughs> to the door? As it happens, when you go to push open the door, please give me a intelligence saving throw, please. I'm kidding. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Intelligence. <laughs> yes, the door opens up and opening the door reveals a massive cylindrical dome shaped room. The room is dark, but the ceiling is lit up and appears to be covered in dozens of shining stars in a sea of black. But there's no moon. In the center of the room is a re rectangular column that extends up into the darkness. So a cylindrical column? Oh, there we go. A rectangular column. Yep. Is there any like visible stairs in it or around it? No, there is not. Well, this is where the moons go. Do we see any uh, any area indentations where we can place these orbs? From outside the door, not really. Well, I sort of walk in to have a look. Yeah, Clicker walks in as well. For Clicker, you can't see shit. It's too dark. For you, Thorn and Volan, you can see that the room is 60 foot in diameter and it's 60 foot high. And you can see that central column extends up to the ceiling. Do I see any sort of indentations of where these spheres might be able to go? Okay. Along the cylindrical walls, you can see the outline of large carvings easily noticeable from once you've entered the, the door. I come up and inspect one of the carvings. Hey, uh, Volan, do you have any torches? Uh, give me give me an intelligence check. Does he have any torches? I'm asking Volan. Volan has... Sadly, that was Norbert. <sighs> I, 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 I could. I do have a spell to turn the lights out. But, yeah, uh, that's not gonna help. No. All right. Um, I use thaumaturgy to make the uh, stars in the ceiling hopefully brighten a little bit. Oddly, they do not... Mm, Although it's a flame, so maybe it doesn't work. No, they do not brighten. They do not brighten. You focus your mind... Actually, give me an Arcana check. Okay. Arcana check. There you go. You extend your mind to try to reach out to 
to do your thaumaturgy to get that, but for some reason you get this feeling that no, something's not right here. But give me the intelligence check because you said you were gonna you wanted to look at the carvings. So intelligence, not investigation. Uh, sure, that's investigation. Or investigation uses intelligence, so yeah, that'll be fine. <laughs> Natural one. <laughs> Three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you see, when you're you're standing there, you walk up to the one that's just on this side to the right of the door. You're like, oh yeah, that's um, an interesting looking thing. You don't see anything about it. Volan comes up beside you. He's like, what you looking at there? Well, this statue or something. And he's just like, oh, yeah, look at that. And he kind of looks around. He's like, there's another one over there. And over there. Oh, there's another one. And he looks and he's able to see that there's four of these carvings and they seem to be perfectly, perfectly spaced nine degrees apart from each other. Yeah, I saw that. I'm, I'm trying to work out what they do. I mean, assuming we put the orbs in them, but where? He backs away a bit and as he backs away, he trips over a pedestal. Um, maybe here. Damn it, Fallen. What do you hear? Comic relief or something? Mm. <laughs> As he looks at it, there is in fact a small indentation on the on the pedestal. And it does look of size to fit the orb, so he grabs one of the orbs and drops it into it. Fits rather well. Yeah, but which which one should go where? I mean, I you've got to be careful here. Is there any uh, inscriptions? Well, I, I I just put in the 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 full moon. There is no descriptions on the pedestal or the carving. Oh, I'm so stupid here. So I really need to read these more carefully. Along the cylindrical walls, you see in the large carving that was easy to notice. In front of the carving was the pedestal. But what is the carving itself? The carving on the the door to the right of the door where you entered is a carving of the Gibeous moon. And then further to the right is the new moon. Across, directly across on the other side of the chamber is the crescent moon. And to the left is the full moon. Okay, so we see in great, um, these uh, images. So we yeah. try and follow, uh, follow the images. Yeah, he puts each one. He's like, what do I do? Uh, and he's like, oh, this is broke. Well, he puts the crystal ball in the new moon's place instead. Kind of fits. Yeah, let's see what happens. Uh, as he places the last one, nothing happens. We put the broken one in. Does anything change? He switches it out, puts a broken one in. Nothing happens. Well, I mean, this is a, a, a fun little surprise. You reckon, you reckon they'd be unhappy if we started setting fire to this room? Mm, probably. Be a little bit difficult. Maybe we're missing something. He starts wandering around looking. I will wander and look as well. 
so you can do your investigation and he's helping you. Alright. Clicker mimicries or mimics. What are they called? What are we hearing right now? The, the owls? The owls. <laughs> no, not, not the owls. That's not an owl, by the way. But no, not those. No, no. The crickets? Yeah, the crickets. She just does the cricket sounds. It's just not cricket. Okay, so roll the investigation. You notice that on the central column, you see there is a tube sticking out of each side of that central column. And it the tubes are pointing directly at the pedestals. And you notice that above the tube is a lever. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. They're called owls in English, actually. It's <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, no worries. Because that, that's like... An, it's even called an eagle owl. In, in German, it's a completely different term, different kind, whatever. What, what do you call it in German? Uhu. Kind of like the... A sound. The noise. Oh, that's awesome. Just like yeah. the sound. I love How about it. that? Yeah. That's cool. Uhu. Uhu. Alright, so what do you find? A tube? So you find a tube on each side of the, the column, and the tubes point to the pedestals, and above each tube is, is a lever. Alright, we'll pull the levers. So, when you pull the lever, the tube splits open and reveals a very dimly, a very dimly shining orb that is locked in place. It exudes only a single foot of flickering dim light. Okay. Um, does it show any images on the orb? Unfortunately, the light from the from that shining orb is it's just flickering, and it, it doesn't seem to be doing anything. Almost like, give me another one of your investigation checks at advantage since Volan is kind of helping you. It seems to be, you think, by the way, that it looks like it's flicker like that, that it seems to be dying. Can we pull the orb out? You pull the orb out. And it comes out? And when you pull it out, it kind of just like, like this little kind of a little bit of a clicking noise a little bit of a suction noise as you pop it out but it comes out e quite easily okay well, let's try and put the orbs in these areas and I pull the levers or the other ones and see if there's any difference with the other orbs the other orbs are too large to fit in these sockets okay this is weird clicker mimics the sound we just heard the little suction sound and then starts to wander around you can hear and you can probably also see that yeah she's she's moving around the room and alternatingly does the suction sound and her usual clicking sound and it almost seems like she's she's trying to compare the two okay which one is better in, in a moment of frustration at um trying to get this sorted and it's not happening at the moment and Click is walking around making these weird noises. He, he flicks his hand around and creates a, a minor illusion of hit the noises that Clicker is making. Just in frustration. 
and it goes back to trying to work out what's going on here. Clicker stops and listens. Okay. Between the noises Clicker's making and your minor illusion noises, the room fills up with the sounds of hoots and suction noises, but nothing happens from that. You guys can give me... Well, you're a studied person, Thorn, and Volan is, well, I mean, he is... His education comes from the traditions of his people. So I'm going to say he can make a wisdom check. And if you have something that you would like that you think might... Well, I guess it would be, I guess, history. Or it would be another kind of intelligence check, I think, for yourself. <laughs> okay. Because you're studied, right? Oh. So intelligence... Yeah, all, all, all my intelligence skills are pretty terrible. I'll tell you now. Well. <laughs> but I can, I'm happy to roll history, just letting you know. Yeah, you can try that. Volan tries. It's Volan a two. Tries, <laughs> Volan tries his wisdom. So Volan is just kind of sitting there, and he's uh, kind of tapping, you know, the side of his mouth, and he's kind of looking about the chamber as he's sitting there, tapping his foot. He's like, and then he goes and he reaches and he pops one of those little small orbs off of the tube. And he hucks it up at the ceiling. But the his aim is terrible. The strength behind it from his exhaustion is terrible. The little orb that he threw, the dimly lit one, falls miserably to the floor. And he's like, Yeah, those lights up in the ceiling, the stars... You think you can uh, get one of them? He looks. Clicker, where, where the hell are you? She makes a clicking noise. Can you uh, climb that column or climb the walls or something? See if you can get one? She. goes through her backpack and gets out the rope. And she's going to tie it around her waist and then tie um, basically the rest of it. No, not, not, not the rest of it. She's going to make one, mm, what are they called? Like a round, like a loop. What were they called? Yeah, just like a loop in the, in the rope, sure. Yeah, um, but but tied on both ends, so it doesn't. Yeah, okay. Change size. So you're just yeah. making a knot. Yeah, around yeah. the column. So she can now, hopefully, that's that's the idea anyway. Climb up and pull the rope with her, so that if she slides, uh, it's not going to be as bad, and she's going to slide downwards slower, I guess. Because the rope is just not is not gonna fall. You know, I'm not the smartest guy in the block, Clicker. But uh, look, how about you know we have this uh, you know back home some places where people go climbing and whatnot. You just climb up and you just take that knotted loop there, and as you climb, you just hook it on uh, some of those surfaces there. I mean, 
and, and so that if you fall, you only fall like five feet. And I'll hold this end to make sure that the the, the rope doesn't slip. We call it belaying. I don't see excrement. Uh, yeah, that sucks. Shit. Crick keeps keeps doing what she was doing and will now try to climb like that. Okay, so you're gonna have to do athletics at disadvantage because you can't see. Yep. Fourteen. You actually do pretty good. So you start climbing up the wall, and even though you can't see, surprisingly. Wait, not not the wall, but the column. Right? The column. You start climbing yeah. up the column, but surprisingly, the handholds on the column aren't bad. It's not smooth. It's made up of vines and tree limbs, so you're able to scale up not bad. So you slowly make your way up, and uh, you get to the roof, and you notice that, yeah, in fact, the, the stars on the ceiling are similar in size. And when you the higher you get up, the more you can see to the point where you, you no longer need to climb at disadvantage. And you get to the point where you, you can see quite well, and that little star is looks like another orb up near the ceiling. I'm here. What do you want me to do? We'll pop, pop one off. Okay. And she reaches out. So when you reach for the bobble mm. and you grab hold of it and the light kind of, you know, it, it's fairly brilliant in your hands, it um, pops out with the same suction noise as the ones that were on the tubes. Liquor immediately repeats the noise a couple of times. Uh, how many? You, wow, you got, it only looked like you got one, but it sounded like you got more. That was me. Hmm. Damn it, clicker. Do you want more? Um, just drop down that first one and see what happens, eh? Dropping in. And oh, look, there's some. There's a raven folk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'll be uh, underneath, she... directly underneath her. Yep, she uh, she does the her usual clicking sound. Uh, oh, sorry. Actually, before she she starts counting down, she says uh, dropping in three, and then she starts click, 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 and with the last click, she releases. Okay, you can give me your dexterity check as you try to catch. Yeah, you have no problem as this little bobble that's blazing and you easily manage to eyeball that and even with the eyes squinting you, you get your hands right in the right spot and it falls into the cup of your hands. Nice one, clicker. Let's let's see what this uh, does. And I go over and um, try and plug it into the one that was pulled out. Which one did we pull out? Uh, probably the closest one, which would have been the gibbous moon, maybe. Who knows? Yep. So that that's the one that points towards the door. Okay, you place the this bobble into the gibbous moon one, and light 
from the freshly placed bulb blazes out towards the pedestal, focused towards the pedestal, and it lights up that orb with a gibbous moon. And as soon as it does that, it projects that gibbous moon onto the wall where the door is. And there's a big gibbous three-quarters moon now on that wall. And with that, it lights up the room a lot, a lot brighter. So at this point, you'd be able to scale and you've got even when you got to the lower part 30 feet down you would no longer be at disadvantage so i've given you bardic inspiration so i'll pass that on to you there you go thank you so if you need to do another skill check hopefully be okay. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed, indeed. So you continue your scaling about. So give me another athletics check. I can choose when to use the bardic inspiration, right? Yeah, after your roll. Yeah, but before you know if it's a success or failure. Yeah. Okay. At disadvantage. No, not anymore. There's enough light up near the ceiling that you're, you'd be fine. So you manage to scurry about on the column and, and you grab another bauble and drop it down. And Thorn, I'm not going to make you re-roll either. Well, actually, I should. Yeah, do it again. All right. Yeah, you catch it. You catch the second one. Not as gracefully as the first one, but still with, with panache. Where do you place it? Uh, I'll be placing it in the ones that actually work first. The ones that work? Well, the, the, the orbs... That, there's three orbs that are un, untarnished and the other one was broken. So we'll go with those ones first. The ones that are so okay. So which one do you put in? So you, you put in the west western facing one, which is the Gibbous Moon. Okay. Um, and that one lit up. So now which one do you do? So what have we got next? We've got Gibbous, we've got Full Moon, we've got New Moon. North is the Full Moon, to the south is the New Moon, to the east is the Crescent Moon. Uh, I'll go Full Moon. Alright, you place the bauble into the tube and it blazes out towards the Full Moon, but nothing happens. Okay, I take it out and go for the uh, new moon and is the cracked orb there or um, I've, I think it's currently the cracked orb nothing happens alright then we take the cracked orb out and put the uh, other one in nothing happens alright I um, keep the other orb in and go to the crescent moon and once more it blazes forth and that bulb also lights up and now you see the crescent moon displayed fully on the other side of the wall. Keep them coming. You're doing well, Clicker. Another roll, Clicker Athletics. Okay, and you for catching, Thorn? Can someone give me Bardic Inspiration? <laughs> <laughs> so once more, this time even with more flurry of motion clicker grabs a limb swings across and at the same as in the momentum of the swing she reaches out with her back of her hand grabbing another one off pulling it off and lands back 
with all limbs against the central column and drops the orb down and you scramble but you do a somersault and catch it with even more panache and skill and flair where do you place it the full moon okay you place it at the full moon and the full moon blazes up a beautiful full moon now the room is lit up well enough that there's hardly any the darkness is not a factor at all anymore. Okay. Uh, last one, clicker. You're doing well. Keep it going. And once more, clicker, you manage to to grab the last one and drop it down. Not as, as prettily and as dexterous as the previous one. And this time, Thorn, you weren't quite ready, but you managed to get your hands and catch it just, just in time. And you take that last one and you place it into the last orb. And as you place it, all of a sudden that projected image of the full moon begins to change. The off-white, yellow, blue cheese colors begins to get stained by dark rivulets of blood that slowly begin to drop down. In the next moment, opposing that stain, a sharp orange races from the bottom of the moon to meet that blood red. As the two colors meet, you can feel your heart swell. But um, but um, before you, the image of the harvest moon takes center stage. Get down here, Clicker. I think we set something up. The flora that acts as the screen for the image of the harvest moon unravels and it reveals an open passageway. And with that, we'll leave it there until next we meet. You're just going to leave me hanging here on the column? Is that <laughs> yes, how it is? That's Metaphorically how it is. and physically. <laughs> yeah, Entirely quite true. the cliffhanger. Column I mean, hanger in this case. I mean, you can drop down and I can try and catch you. Sure, you can give it a whirl if you're going to drop. It's only 60 feet. 66. <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. How about no? Go on. You can climb down. We'll do Let's that see. as the last thing, hey? Last thing. Give me your, your athletics as you climb down. This time with a disadvantage, right? Or do, nope. do we have light now? The whole room is still lit up. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I missed that part. Um... <laughs> I'm using the I'm using the bardic inspiration slowly but surely you make your way down but you misplace your foot uh, once but you're okay I'm still using it it's no you're, you're fine uh, yep climbing just needs to be the DC 10 so you <laughs> with that inspiration and uh, a feeling of accomplishing something having seen something happen solving a puzzle you quickly scale down to meet that open passageway. And who knows, will you meet someone new on that other side? Will it be the death of you? Could it be Grandma Elmtwinkle? Or maybe it's Mick's new character? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. So I put my hand up as a high five for Clicker at the end of that. Does Clicker Could even understand the high five? Yeah, I don't know. Does he? <laughs> She, sorry, does she? There, there is a long moment of of hesitation. 
does she react? That's very hard. Trying to feel into my character. What? So, if if she doesn't move her wing, well, it's a, you've got hands, don't you? Hands. Yeah. Okay. I'll raise the hand up slowly with my other hand, and then touch it with my hand and go. Boop. What is that? Uh, it's something to uh, uh, for us to um, celebrate our accomplishments, but I think uh, you were exposed to it. Um, yeah, let, let's move on. That's weird. From where I come from, that's a declaration of battle. Volan, stay out of this. <laughs> Maybe you learn to make clicking noises. Now we can all chatter away. I repeat the clicking that you had done earlier with uh, Minor Illusion. Uh, like that? Yeah, Clicker chimes in <laughs> and creates a, a little song of turning keys. Well, Volan, you're going to join in? Volan just shakes his head as Feed the Block. I'm Mick, and I play Norbit. Hi, my name is Ryan, also known as Unlucky Geek on Mixer. I'll be playing the Trollkin Warlock named Valen. Hello, my name is Atua, and I will be playing Thorn, the Tiefling Bard. This is Ivan, I'm 28, and I'm the Community Manager of Hammerdog Games. And I'm going to be playing Clicker, a Ravenfolk locksmith. And then there is me. I am Dagaba, and you're listening to a Crimson Nib podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Crimson Nib or at Facebook.com slash Crimson Nib. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please rate and review me on Google Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, good people, adieu.